Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. You too. Good morning. Thanks for having us on. Look, uh, also, before we get into a core, uh, a number of questions I need to put to you, apparently your, your recent survey highlights that a fifth of children say they have seen something online that they wouldn't want their parents to know about, which is very disturbing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of our research is showing up these these kind of things. In our annual report there last year, over a quarter of kids also saw something online uh, that bothered them. And probably more worryingly, nearly a third of those children kept it to themselves rather than, you know, uh, sharing it with a parent or a trusted adult. So the risks are very real for, for children and young people when they're online, uh, you know, and it's it's highly likely, as we all know, that you're going to come across, uh, you know, content that may be disturbing, may be inappropriate for your age and that kind of thing. So what are the most common online risks and uh, threats that children encounter? Well, there's many, really. I mean, as many uh, as there are many positives of the online world, of course, but, but you know, cyberbullying is obviously a, a concern. Uh, age-inappropriate content, uh, loss of privacy, um, and that kind of thing as well. And then, you know, increasingly we're finding as well misinformation um, and disinformation that's being shared online. You know, a lot of uh, children, young people in particular, are are getting their news from social media sites rather than from more trusted sources, perhaps. So so there is really a range of risks that, um, you know, can... um, it certainly impact on uh, children and young people's lives and certainly impact on their experience of, of being online and, uh, you know, contribute to not always being a positive one. So how can parents effectively communicate the importance then of, of online safety to their children? I think there's a few ways. I mean, the first way, I think, is to practice what you preach. So I think modelling, modeling, um, you know, good behaviour when it comes to online, what you post, what you share... Um, you know, how your profiles are set up, you know, passwords, all those kind of basic cybersecurity things is one way to do that. And then really we, we would say that the main thing for parents to be doing is to talk to your children because we, we have this separation still. People still talk about somehow the online world not being the same as in real life or IRL. But really what we would say is that being online is very much a part of children and young people's real lives. And so it's important to approach the online world in the same way that you do the offline world so you know talking about how how is how are things today what have you been up to online what's popular what are people doing what's trending in the same way that you would you know talk uh, to your children about how they got on at school or how the match went and that kind of thing and also you know setting those similar rules and restrictions you know a lot of parents would never dream of just sending their children off uh, without knowing where they're going or letting them head off to the cinema to see a, an 18 film if they weren't that old enough but yet, often, when it comes to the online world, we're not uh, exercising that same right. kind of concern and that same kind of supervision. And it's really important, I think, to apply those same principles of parenting to both the online and the offline world, because it's such a part now of children and young people's upbringing and, and their general lives. So, um, I'm a, it's a while since I've discussed this topic, but I am aware there are some forms of parental controls, actual mechanisms you can put on your 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 your, um, your children, <coughs> what they're likely to see or what they're not likely to see, and it's it's such a long time ago since I discussed this, I can't really remember what, what the suggestions were. Maybe you can shed some light on that for me, please, Philip. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the two big uh, companies like Apple and, and Google obviously speak, yeah, you know, for Android fo- phones, there are um, family sharing and there's Google Family. And those are kind of a way for parents to monitor all the phones in the family. So you can set up profiles for your children. You're able to see 
what they're doing, uh, you know, look at search histories, make sure they're not spending too long on certain apps and those kind of things. And that can be a really helpful way. And similarly, you know, some um, some social media apps are increasingly moving towards some recognition that this is important and uh, putting certain safety features on for parents. But I think what we would say is that that's only really part of a bigger picture and it's really important not to to rely solely on those because children are inventive <laughs> as we all know children and young people will you know find ways to get what they want they'll find ways to be doing the same thing that their peers are doing so while using those is a good idea just relying solely on those i think is not yeah. really going to be a sufficient solution I've, I've, I've spoken to parents on this very show where their child has gone very quiet and eventually when they managed to sit them down and talk to it, they've discovered that they've been uh, suffering online harassment. Um, yes. So um, what are some of the warning signs that your child could be experiencing online harassment or cyberbullying? Well, I think it's, it's probably quite similar to signs that your child maybe is being bullied. Uh, in the offline world um, and it's important obviously not to mix those up but I think one thing to really focus on is behaviour changes around the online world in terms of their experience. You might find that children are suddenly reluctant to go online. You might find that when they're spending time online they're not sharing what they're doing. They also may be uh, you know, mood swings and, and emotional changes after spending time online and then obviously in more serious situations where uh, there might be like a grooming kind of situation potentially. We want to be looking for, you know, use of perhaps inappropriate language that you wouldn't expect your child to know or, you know, um, suddenly being very secretive about being online or even in some cases, you know, uh, having things that perhaps they shouldn't have. So maybe they've got some sort of presence yeah. or, uh, you know, some kind of online um, uh, tokens and things like that for different types of games or anything like that that can't really be explained. Those would all be signs that perhaps... You know, you need to talk to your child and, and have a little bit more of a conversation and find out exactly what they're doing. And one way to do that, obviously, is to try and keep the supervision as much as possible. Keep it in, a, in an open and trusting conversation, but also, you know, particularly with younger children, not sending them off to bedrooms with devices, making sure that, you know, devices are charged at night in a communal area and they're not going... Um, into bedrooms after dark and those kind of things are also ways to kind of mitigate these potential situations. And also to teach your own children about their own online behaviour and digital uh, citizenship. This is very important as well. What do you suggest? Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, just going back to the point about the online and the offline world, you know, we have certain expectations. A lot of parents have expectations of how their children behave in the offline world. And it should really be the same in the online world. You know, you're not a different person online. You can be, of course, and we know that's how a lot of situations arise with things like cyberbullying. But, you know, asking those questions, you know, how would you feel if that was sent to you? You know, would you ever dare to go up and say that to someone's face? You know, uh, and you had to see their reaction, like how would you behave in that way? So I think, you know, bringing down those barriers between the two and it's really about empathy. It's about being a good person, whether you're online or offline. Um, and also then just you can focus on consequences as well in terms of digital citizenship and digital footprint, because obviously a lot of things now that you put online essentially stay online forever. And as children get older and perhaps are applying for training courses or universities or jobs or whatever it might be, you can pretty much guarantee whatever you're applying for, that those employers or those people that are checking those applications are going to be looking for you online. And, you know, if you've put stuff on there that you can't stand by and you're not proud of, like that's, you know, it can have really very real world consequences yeah. in terms of like your future and your prospects. 
Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us in detail about what is a very important topic, but it may not have got all the points across, so there may be more questions that people have to ask in relation to this, Philip. Can you point them towards where they can get them answered on your comprehensive website, please? Absolutely, at cybersafekids.ie, and if you put a forward slash same rules apply there, you'll go to our recent campaign page, and on there... There's a digital parenting booklet. It's an interactive online booklet that we put together for a recent campaign in association with the Examiner and the National Parents Council. And that has all the information that parents will need. Questions are answered there, and it also signposts lots of great free resources where you can do a bit more research and find out a lot more about these things. So I would highly recommend cybersafekids.ie forward slash same rules apply, and you'll get all the information you need if you have any questions. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.